welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets splintered? You got any idea how much blood jets out of a guy's neck? You've come back to us, Michael. Stop the rain. Well, hey! Something slimy down there. I don't like it. Aw, oh, you're trying to scare me. Hey! Oh, Christ, those things are big. Big, they're gigantic. Oh, man, thing bit me. We'll tear your soul apart. Welcome back, everybody, to the Retro Blood, as we start off a new month here on the Retro Blood, and we are going bugs. We are going bugs gone wild, brother. Oh, yeah. Because we are starting off this month of June hot. If you like big cockroaches who can stand all kinds of chemicals, if you like nesting testicles if you like the sheriff guy who flirts with every girl in town and if you like corporations coming on my island and trying to make everything better this is the movie for you brother because the retro blood starting off this bugs gone wild month with the nest jk klein Allison. what's up allison What's up, man? So, uh, the nest starting, starting off June hot. Yeah. I, I see what you did there. It's almost as good as my, uh, bugs gone wild joke for, for, uh, for June. Exactly. Yeah. I figure like, you know, there's a bunch of bugs in summertime here, especially where we live in the South. There's a lot of bugs. So you get mosquitoes biting you and yeah, you know, all kinds of bugs like that. So I figure this month we'll just talk about bugs. Yeah. And what kind of crazy um, bugs do we have in this one, brother? I mean, they got these cockroach eating people. It's, yeah, these, Taking these cockroaches skin. are, are kind of scary. You know, I, I was a little bit, um, I had never seen this movie before. I'd always seen it on the box on the video store shelf. Yeah. The VHS box. And I, I'd always meant to watch it, but I never did. And when I saw it, I, I mean, I like this movie a lot, actually, but I was a little bit disappointed because the box art has like a girl in her underwear looking like she's about to to like get fucked by a giant cockroach. Yeah. And nothing like that happened in this movie. Well, I mean there, kind there of. Were no, like, well, kind of. But um but yeah, I was kind of let down. I mean, I feel like um if I saw a movie poster that looked like that, I'd be like, yeah, I've got to see that. I would have still liked it, but I've been like, you know, there's no like cockroach fucking in this movie. Well, I mean but, kind of. So like yeah. our girl Hubbard? No kind. Of. You know, yeah. the girl who yeah. looks like she's a part of a David Bowie video? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know her? The the scientist girl? The I mean, scientist, I, yeah. she looked like she wanted to fuck that fucking uh, nest queen. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Oh, she definitely did. Yeah, she definitely did. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the girl who would never wipe the blood off of her hand the entire movie. Yeah. yeah that was kind of or she was, you know, she was loving it, brother. She was loving all of it. But we got a lot to talk about. This month is uh, the pretty uh, jam-packed uh, when it comes to... Um, some of the history stuff, we were, we were going to do like a special on the history this month, so um, we'll get to that here in a second. 
Uh, but first things off, everybody, like I said, we're starting up a new month here on the Retro Blood. Everybody, if you like what you hear, don't forget to go to the Facebook. Click the little like button on the uh, the Facebook page, the group page. Uh, we're going to start doing some more stuff, giving more some love to the YouTube video whenever I get some free time. You know, I'm kind of like our boy, um, I'm kind of like our boy, uh, 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 the mayor, uh, 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 mm-hmm. Elias and stuff. I'm kind of like him. I'm just too busy. Most of the time, I, I got to have some big corporation come in and, and and help us out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. like this guy. Yeah, we gotta we gotta hire somebody to do the social media. Yeah, some, we got we got maybe maybe, maybe maybe we can like hire Intech. You know, they seem like they know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They there was nothing could possibly go wrong. Yeah, nothing could possibly go wrong. Just take over my island. You'll be everything will be fine. So. <laughs> But we got a lot to talk about when it comes to this movie. Um, but I say well, let's get right into it. Um, so we're, gonna, we're we're doing something a little special here. So, you know, uh, a couple weeks back. So, first of all, I'm going to break some kayfabe over here. We don't do these shows live, mm-hmm. everybody. No way. No way. I mean, I, I know you can't. I mean, we are actually not, you know, we, we, we pretend like we're in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, this is yeah, like, this, yeah. is the, the, this is the month that's what we're doing. We're talking about after we just watch this movie. But... You know, the, the gimmick is sometimes, you know, me and Allison, we're busy men out there. You know, we got to get our shit done. So we, we record a couple episodes in advance, but there's a big uh, figure in pro wrestling I really want to talk about because this mm. guy, is, I feel like he doesn't get a lot of just do, but he is one of the most influential wrestlers, I think, of almost all, of all time. And uh, I'm talking about one Billy Graham who actually uh, yep. uh, passed away. Uh, what was it? Uh, May? I think he passed away on like May fifteenth or sixteenth. Yes. It's when that, yeah, I yeah, found out. I found out, yeah. I found out watching that dynamite that happened, and I believe it was on like the. Um, oh, let me see my calendar over here. When was, it's seventeenth. Yeah, it was on the seventeenth. So, um, I just want to talk a little bit about him. Um, we're not going to go into like yeah. you know. We could do like <clears throat> you can do like a whole show about this guy because this guy just oh, did so much in the wrestling business. Um, but before I get started, um, Allison, how did you, what did you first, like, figure out who superstar Billy Graham was? Like, what was your first interact introduction to him? Well, <clears throat> I didn't, I mean, he was a little bit before my time. Yeah. So he's really kind of a 70s wrestler. But he, when, at the, for that brief time when he was working in Charlotte for Crockett, I can remember specifically, um... Me and my friend Steven, who we used to listen to thrash metal together, um, and both of our parents were like they they like our our both our sets of parents like you know kind of socially hung out and knew each other. And I can remember one night we were at some kind of event or something, and somehow we either walked to his house from wherever we were one one Saturday night, or we got somebody to take us. And um, wrestling was on, and um, superstar Billy Graham was in a match, but I cannot remember who the match was with or anything about it. But I remember him saying, "Oh, it's superstar Billy Graham," and then like this big, huge Jack guy, you know, with in tie dye and that kind of thing was like on. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, he was. Um, that's the first time that I'd ever really heard of him, and I really didn't see a lot about him. Uh, you know, even after that, but um, most of what I know about him was from that WWE documentary that they yes. have on the Peacock. Yeah, same here. 
So and I learned a lot in that. Yeah, you do. You do learn, learn a lot. That's why I always loved those. So like that's what I was gonna bring up. So my fandom from for Superstar came from that documentary. So there was mm-hmm. a. So I, I I said this before. I was a kind of a, you know, I was a semi late bloomer on wrestling. I guess. I mean, I started watching wrestling in 1998. So like I so you know with my fandom, you know. Like I said, I'm a little bit of a late bloomer or whatever, I think. To myself, I feel like I was a late bloomer, but not really, I guess, 1998. But, you know, I was a big collector of all the documentaries that the mm-hmm. WWE was releasing because, you know, they gained a lot of library through a lot of promotions and stuff. And then this is the time where they kept releasing DVDs after DVDs or Blu-rays and stuff. And I always like to pick those up to find about stuff that I missed, you know, either in like the 90s or the 80s or even 70s sometimes. And I remember seeing Billy Graham's documentary, and uh, that's why I was telling you to rewatch it and stuff because it's a pretty good one. Like I, I would say it's not it's not my favorite wrestling documentary, but the no. the biggest thing about like Billy Graham is you can see like this guy was like way before his time when it comes to like a lot of things in pro wrestling that you see like nowadays or even in, even in the eighties that you see. Um, you know, like so. The big thing about him, you know, besides, I'm not going to give like too much of like his personal life and stuff, but when it comes to his like pro wrestling career, you know, I, I always forget that he was first trained in, uh, in uh, Calgary for uh, Bret Hart's dad, Stu Hart. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yes, but apparently he that didn't work very well yeah. for him. Yeah, it's basically like, um, I'm going to beat you up. And, yeah, you know, that's you where he started, hmm. right? Yeah, then he'd, uh, he did that gimmick where he was doing like the uh, arm wrestling for a while. Yeah, and like we see, we, yeah, we that, uh, we've even seen that before, like copied and stuff. So, yeah, with Scott Steiner. Yeah, with Scott Steiner. Yep. Like the, the biggest who copied a lot of things from. My him. God, did you see? Okay, if you guys watch this, you can find this on the Peacock, everybody. If you're interested, you know, for all of our wrestling fans out there and stuff, or if you're interested in wrestling, I definitely recommend checking out this documentary because even if you know a little bit about like you know, like 90s wrestlers like Scott Steiner, Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, like they all pretty much copied or emulated superstar Billy Graham. Um, and this guy, this guy was like literally like the first bodybuilder guy to be in wrestling. I mean, I'm not really sure. He, he had to be the first one, you know, because I don't remember seeing, you know, we've had people in shape that were in wrestling, Mm -hmm. you know, like your Luthezes and stuff like that. You know, they were, they were very like in shape, but this guy was like one of them, like monsters, like these like huge bodybuilder looking dudes, like you know, because some, some stuff about Billy Graham, like he when he got he he got into bodybuilding before he even did wrestling, and he was like training with Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot, and uh, you know that's kind of like how he developed his like um you know big body physique mentality, and he kind of brought that into professional wrestling. Um, but um, I don't know if you know this fact though, and I thought this is pretty interesting. I heard it on um already a wrestling podcast but do you know the reason why like billy wore the tie-dye uh no so apparently it was to get heat because what 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 he was saying what i i found this out from the from the good old dave Meltzer. so apparently what it was was during the the time you know 70s and stuff when he was wrestling a lot of people who watch wrestling were very conservative, conservative, so they didn't yeah. like the hippies. You know what I mean? They didn't like all the like, hippie lifestyle and stuff because you know they went against the military and stuff. That very like hippie 
free-spirited, like, fucking, you know, mentality. So a lot of people right. wrestling yeah, yeah. like that. So he fucking wore that shit to get heat on everybody. Like, not only is this guy a big-ass giant, but he's coming in here with all his tie-dye shit on all the time. You know, obviously it was to build up his character, you know, be, be to be unique, but he also did it, too, to, to get heat from the crowd. And I, I never knew that. I was like, you know, that kind of does make sense because, you know, you know, in the wrestling before they come out there with like what like black tights on you know crew cut hairs and stuff like that you know what i mean you know besides like your buddy rogers and stuff like superstar was one of the first to like bring a lot of like you know different ideas like different like you know what did you say like different colors or different like outfits to the ring so yeah like bright neon colors most yeah. people were like you're saying wearing black tights yeah. um but yeah like like in that documentary when they talk about him and um well, he was also very flamboyant too, like loud yeah. and boisterous, like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, and you know, like, and I'm sure when him and uh, Dusty got together, I mean, that was some amazing stuff. About I, I wish the Peacock would put the, uh, I wish WWE would put that stuff on the Peacock, like, because you know, in that documentary they show that match, they show scenes from that match that was in Madison Square Garden where they're they're they had that that. Um, De- Texas death match it was 40 minutes long yeah like I'd love to see that they probably don't want to put it in there because it's in black and white but I would love to watch that yeah yeah I mean that would be nice like I, I was seeing some of the footage that they had on that documentary with old stuff and I was like man you know yeah. I mean this guy was like fucking jacked I was like fuck this guy I mean and you can see just by looking at him and seeing his promo style and the way he carries himself I mean if Hulk Hogan you know, we talk about Hulk Hogan all the time on this show. You know, probably probably the biggest draw in the 80s. So every mm. time that we talk about a professional wrestler in the 80s, I mean, Hulk Hogan's pretty much like the top star, you know. Um, yes. But, man, like, I mean, the look, you know what I mean? The, the, the mannerisms, talking about the pythons. I mean, he got all that from Superstar Billy Graham. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Like he, like Billy Graham, superstar Billy Graham was the first person to talk about the pythons, 24 yeah. inch pythons or whatever they were. Um, I also didn't know that he was the one that started that steroid scandal with Vince. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he's the one that sued Vince because he needed the money. So he sued Vince for what, $2 million or something because he made him take steroids or he said that he did, even though. You know, he admitted to taking steroids for like 25 years and loving doing it the whole time. Yeah. But, you know, but he's the one that started all that. And, um, but basically, the, the thing about that documentary that I didn't like was that it's basically a, a hype video for Superstar going into the Hall of Fame in 2004. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it, a lot of it is like very rose colored. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, but that's how most of those WWE documentaries are. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know he started the 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 steroid scandal. Um, trying to think, there's something else in it that really surprised me. But um, but yeah, I mean, he it's amazing, like the people that he influenced. Like, I mean, like the documentary is called Twenty Years Too Soon, and he was right. I mean, that's right. If he'd come out in the '90s, yeah, he'd be like the biggest the biggest wrestler in the world. Or if he'd come out in the '80s, he'd been the biggest wrestler in the world. Oh yeah, you know, he should have been. He should have been Hulk Hogan, really. Yeah, because he was a way. I mean, I don't know if he was like way better. I to be honest, I haven't seen a whole lot of like super tart matches, but based what I'm say, based what I'm seeing, I'm hearing is like he kind of sucked at first, but he actually kind of grew into be a really good wrestler down the road. Yeah, yeah, 
So, but, uh, you know, he, he was still active in the 80s. He just wasn't, like, the same. So. No, well, he had that big injury. Like, his yeah. back got injured or something, right? And he was, yeah, he, he, or a hip, his hip. He had to have his hip replaced. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he was never the same after that. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, he was so big in the 70s that he actually defeated Bruno San Martino for the WWF Heavyweight Champion on, on Championship on April 30th, 1977 in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes, which is a big deal because nowadays that doesn't sound like a big deal, but like Bruno held that title for like eight years. Yeah. Seven or eight years. So that it was a big deal for you to win the title from Bruno in New York. You think he would have beat Roman? I don't know if Roman will ever be beaten. I mean, yeah. Roman may hold his title forever. He may uh, he may go to Money in the Bank and uh, and win the other title too. I don't. I don't if know. Vince McMahon had this guy Billy Graham <laughs> in fucking what is it twenty twenty three, and he yeah. looked like that, that motherfucker would be the champion, no problem. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He would be, yeah, he would be the top of the card every show. He would never, he would never not have a, the title on him. For sure. So I didn't realize this, but this match would have been fucking awesome. So on January 25th, 1978 in Miami, Florida, at the Orange Bowl football stadium, Graham wrestled against then NWA World Heavyweight Champion Harley Race in a WWF World Heavyweight Champion versus NWA World Heavyweight Champion unification match, which ended in a one-hour one time limit draw. Oh, so they didn't unify their titles because no, nobody because, won. Yeah, because nobody won. They're too tough. How, how could they, right? How could they enter? How could how could they possibly do that? First like, of all, you know, going yeah. into that, you know, you know that okay, this is not gonna, nobody's going to win this. Well, of course, I guess they didn't do that then because you know it was still real to them at the time. But yeah. you know, now going into that, you know that nobody's going to win that title. <laughs> yeah, I just you know when we're talking on here, like you guys don't like wrestling was so different. Like you can, it was so different. Like yeah. a unification match, and nobody fucking wins. Like they people right now, they would go crazy. These fucking wrestling fans right now would go batshit crazy. What are you talking about? Well, unifying the titles, brother? You're fucking ripping us off. They're not. They don't know how to well, book. Right. People go crazy when mm. you have like a time limit draw now. Yeah. Or a double disqualification, and that happened. In the '60s, '70s, '80s, that was routine. Yeah, exactly. Like if you went to a to a to a show, if you went to a wrestling show and the and the heavyweight champion was wrestling, it was probably going to end in a count out, a disqualification, or a time limit draw. Yeah, and some of those would go like an hour. Like sometimes, like Flair and would well, all those guys would wrestle for to hour long time limit draws. Oh yeah. Um, and I, the only one I can even think of is the one that Hangman was in. With somebody, was it Danielson, Brian Danielson? Yeah, they had a, they had an yeah. hour long draw. I don't know if that was a draw though, was it? I thought it was. I didn't actually see that. Um, I I was I couldn't watch Dynamite that night, and I've never gone back to watch it. But it was. Yeah. I thought it was an hour long time limit draw. It was like the last half of the show or the first half of the show was just was an hour long draw. Yeah, yeah, I um, could see that. I don't happening. know how the crowd took that, but I mean that would have been. Yeah, that was like a throwback match. Like you know, nobody's done anything like that probably in twenty years. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Thirty not. years probably at that point. So like a a couple of things that kind of led like Billy Graham like kind of coming into the eighties. So the biggest thing about him too is actually he, you know, he lost the belt, the WWF belt to Bob Backlund, and apparently, yes. yeah. apparently when I was hearing like they, I don't know if they said this on the documentary, but apparently like they, so Vince McMahon. Uh, uh, senior, like had some big uh, uh, plans 
for Billy Graham. You know what I mean? Going forward and stuff. But mm. he ultimately decided to go with Bob Backlund and not him. And apparently Superstar got like really like he didn't he didn't like that. Like he didn't like losing to to, to Bob Backlund. Um, that's kind of like how his like falling out happened. The first falling out, I guess, with the WWF kind of happened it was from that. Um, yeah. Well, they were saying that um, that um, his like Vince McMahon Senior liked uh, like that kind of all American boy yeah. as his world champion. Oh yeah. And that superstar was not that he was not in that mold, but Backlund was. So that's why Backlund. He put Backlund over because he looked like, you know, the all-American boy. So, you know, after this, he kind of like kind of bounced around a little bit. Like he went to like Houston wrestling during like the early, early 80s. Um, he was also in uh, CWA uh, wrestling as well, too. Um, so he's kind of all around. But um, apparently like so he had, a, he had a second return to the WWF in 1982 and 1983. So Graham, he returned to the now-renamed World Wrestling Federation in August 1982. He de- he debuted in the promotion with an entirely new look, lean with a bald head and mustache. So, yes. so the look that he had before, he basically had like that like 70s, like, what do you call that kind of hairstyle? Like the, it's not a mullet, but it's like a... No, it's like long hair, but it's, uh, it's not real long. And it's like uh like greased back kind of yeah. like... You know, like our girl, uh, like that. Our girl Hubbard had like the the woman version of his hair. Kinda, like the yeah, very seven. He had the, he had the cool sideburns, but then like mm-hmm. when you see him again here in 1982, he's fucking bald head. Looks like a fucking uh, like, looks like a bulldog, and he has like, a goatee. Basically, mm-hmm. he has the uh, the Scott Steiner look from his 2000 run. Say, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he looks besides, like Scott Steiner. Besides, Steiner didn't shape his head, but basically, he was no. like, he, he, the, the body frame was very, like, he, he was just very bulky at this time. Like, when he was in the 70s and stuff, he was, I, it looked like he, his frame and everything was a lot leaner. So. Mm. Uh, and and at some point, they showed him doing the uh, martial arts thing, like the. Oh, yeah. The karate gimmick. I was like, oh, God, okay. That's definitely not right for him. Yeah. So he was a bald-headed mustache and sporting black karate pants. Glam later stated that he wanted to retire the superstar character out of frustration with Vince McMahon Sr. for not letting him become a fan favorite. After his return, he attacked Backlund, destroying his championship belt. He challenged Backlund for the WF championship but was unable to win the title and left the promotion in April 1983. So very short little run there. For, for 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 Billy Graham and uh, yeah, just a, a, a you know going through a little bit of a gimmick change at this time. Yeah, yeah. So then, so then some of the stuff that we actually he actually returned to the AWA around this time and the NWA, and I'm pretty sure it's like this is when he remember when we watched that match that was like Superstar Billy Graham versus um, a duel of the Butcher. Yeah. So yeah. it was like during this time. <laughs> it's like so now mm-hmm. we're just having him go out there and just face random matches and stuff. It's pretty crazy. So he did the uh, he did the AWA in October, and then he did. Um, apparently, he was the first as a member of Kevin Sullivan's Army of Darkness, and later has the wow. group's opponent after he tried uh, of Sullivan's abuse at, of his valet. So he did a little mm-hmm. bit of that, and then he had a third return to the WWF around 1986 to 1989. So it said Graham returned to the WWF for one for one more time in June 1986. Now as a fan favorite, after a few appearances, it was 
it was diagnosed in August that he required a hip replacement. So the footage of Graham's hip replacement surgery was shown on WFTV on September 27th as the means of promoting his comeback. He returned in mid-1987, uh, but the strain on his hip and ankle was provided to, uh, to be too much. And Syracuse, yeah. on October 27th, the one-man gang supposedly retired him from active com- competition permanently with a running splash on the concrete floor after Graham's win over Butch Reed. In mm. this in- incident, aired on November 14th, 1987 episode of Superstars, Don Morocco came to Graham's aid and Graham uh, became um, um, Don Morocco's manager. So Graham last wrestled, last wrestled match also against Butch Reed and at age 44 years actually took place on November t- 7th St. Louis, Missouri. Over the next year, in between bouts of surgery, Graham worked for the WFS commentary. And a lot of people like know Graham from the commentary because I believe he did the SummerSlam of that year. Like he did like a SummerSlam show as being a comment, uh, being on the commentary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. That that fridge they showed of his surgery was pretty gnarly. Like yeah. they showed that in the documentary, like in in detail. Like I don't even know how they filmed that with them being able to operate on him. Like the camera's like right up on like that incision and shit. Like, I, like You're getting I would think close that they just, yeah, tell them just to get the like fuck out of the operating. This is the eighties, brother. They don't give a fuck. I mean, have you seen this movie yeah. that we're about to review? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. That's a that's a really good point. They that's don't a give really a fuck. good point you have. That. In the eighties, brother, no matter what it is, pro wrestling, horror movies, surgery, they don't care. Yeah. So. I don't care. But I just want to, you know, give a little shout out to like uh, Billy Star, Billy Graham. I mean, like, I mean, this guy, I mean, he was, he basically turned, he turned wrestling into, to superstars. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah he invented that yeah. for, for the most part. He invented the superstar. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, you know, like, you know how we, we don't call them wrestlers. Now we call them superstars. You know, we have yep. the, the airplane test of these big muscular dudes everywhere i mean superstar was like the prototype for all of that stuff and yep. you know you know for good or worse you know what i mean like the big muscly dudes in pro wrestling i mean some of them are great it just depends but he kind of had the total package in a way because he, not only was he you know uh, you, you can when you look at him he looks like a star you know but he also yeah, had the, a yeah. really good gip of gap too like he you know his, his his talking his promos was very like like you were saying very muhammad ali and very like Dusty Rhodes also kind of like did promos like him too, like it did very the same yeah, style yeah. of those type of promos and stuff. But uh, yeah, just a uh, uh, such a big influence in the world of wrestling, especially around the '80s too. Because I mean, fuck, everybody in the fucking '80s wanted to look like this guy, and this guy was doing it way before half these people were even wrestling. You know what I mean? Like Hercules, you know, fucking Rick Rude. I mean, you can name them, yeah, you yeah. know, of all these big jacked up dudes, like, you know, like coming into wrestling and, and he was like pretty much the first. So that's pretty, I mean, that's, that's crazy. You know, that's very, very legendary of like, you know, having that big of an impact on pro wrestling. So. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I mean, I don't really have any, any superstar stories, but I mean, like he's somebody that. I was just, I mean, I guess I've, I've said this before, but I, I just was amazed how much influence he had on everything that would come after him in the 80s and the 90s, especially. I mean, there would be no Scott Steiner if it wasn't for a superstar. Oh, yeah. Or Hulk Hogan or Jesse Ventura or any of those guys. Yeah. None crazy. of those guys would have been what they are if it hadn't been for him. Yeah. Um, or they would have been apparently like some... he, 
wasn't well liked though. Yeah. Yeah, because like in that documentary, like they talk before before they get to the part where they're putting him over at the end, they're you know talking about how he's basically a con artist. And, yeah. You know, Hogan didn't like him, and uh, apparently nobody really liked him at that time. But um, yeah. But you know, he apparently redeemed himself for all that stuff. Because I guess you know, once you're successful, like everybody else, he ended up not hurting anybody's success, so it's easy to forgive somebody. I guess. Yeah. So that's a little bit. I just want to play some tribute to Superstar here on the Retro Blood. But Allison, let's keep this train rolling because I want to talk about what's going on in the world of metal on the release date. So I, we didn't really do we didn't really need to do the release date for the uh, Superstar profile. But the release date yeah. of this movie, Allison, it's actually a very special date. Okay. It is. It is a special date. Because this movie, okay, it happened on May 13th, 1988. And you know what's so special about May 13th there, Allison? Uh, it's your birthday. It's your boy's birthday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck, we would have been partying. We would have been fucking, we would have gone to the nest, probably drinking some beer. Probably that yeah. Coors Light, probably. I don't know what other beer they had in the fucking 80s. We'd be eating that, that well, Pizza Hut. They would, they, would have had, they would have had more than that, but still. Well, name one, Miller Light? <laughs> they would have had, um, they would have had Coors. They don't um, got no fancy beer in the 80s, do they? No, like they would have, I don't think they even had, I don't think they even, I don't know if they even had light beer then. I'm trying to think of when Bud Light came out. I'm pretty sure Bud Light Bud Light might have been out by '88, but like in the, most of the '80s, um, they didn't have uh, light beer. Um, so you drink Coors or Budweiser. Or, uh, yeah, but uh, there was also a lot of local, um, like a lot of like regional beers. I wouldn't say local beers, but I did my moonshine. Like regional beers. No, like if you went to, uh, like if you went to like Milwaukee, you would have like a you would have like a regional beer that they kind of brewed locally. It was, but it wasn't like craft beer like we think of today. It would, yeah. it would have been more like a just a regional beer that you could never get, that you couldn't get anywhere else. Um, but yeah, I mean, you would you would drink your Bud Light or PBR. Oh, there you go, PBR, brother. We'd, we'd be we'd be drinking some PBR for sure. Yeah, but you know, in reality, I'm like three years old at this time. But on this show, brother, I'm ready to party. So, what kind of music are we listening to on the way? In the Trans Am to see the nest. What are we listening to? So, um, there was actually a lot of really good music that came out um, that month. But one thing that came out on this day is uh, not so good, but we're going to talk about it anyway because I do like um, the guitar player in this band. So, are you familiar with Vinnie Vincent or the Vinnie Vincent Invasion? Uh I've heard the name before, but I'm I'm not too familiar with it. Yeah, I wouldn't really expect you to be, but um, but on the day that this album came out, I mean, on this uh, this movie came out, they released their second album, um, which is called All Systems Go. So Vinnie Vincent is one of those. I would say I would call him uh, um, a guitar player of the Eddie Van Halen school. So like you know, Eddie Van Halen changed guitar. Like it, he did, like he 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 changed the way that just as much as Jimi Hendrix did, he changed the way that that people thought about electric guitar. Um, and the, and after Van Halen got big, there were all of these guitar players that kind of copied him that came out of that style. 
and um and kind of did the same thing but not as well so vinny's one of those vinny's a great guitar player um i mean he's still alive but he he vinny vincent's a great guitar player but vinny i first heard of vinny vincent because he, he he was the guy that replaced um ace freely and kiss so when ace freely was kicked out of kiss or quit or whatever they got vinny vincent to replace him because they kiss as a lot of people know they're always looking the, for the next way to make a book Right, they they want to make the next dollar that's coming down the road. So they saw they they were they definitely could see that stuff they did in the seventies wasn't going to fly in the eighties. Um, so they didn't give up the face paint immediately, but they got um, Vinny Vinny Vincent to play guitar, and he was more of a nineteen eighties hair metal style guitar player with the real fast solos and the you know the Floyd Rose tricks and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they gave him like his own. His own character. He was he was called the Ankh Warrior. So he had this Ankh on his face. He looked really cool. Like it was really like Egyptian looking makeup that he wore outfit. And um, but anyway, as with most things with Kiss, that didn't last very long. So he left the band and started this band called also called uh, Vinnie Vincent Invasion. So the second album is important because it's the one where they replaced their singer, and they got this guy named Mark Slaughter to be their singer. And Mark Slaughter would get famous later on in this band called Slaughter. But um, which was just like straight like cheesecake hair metal. But this Vinnie Vincent album, for what it is, is pretty good. I mean, it is definitely like it's definitely like glam hair metal. But like the guitar solos are good. Um, the songs are pretty rocking. It's got a good singer. Um, but yeah, so uh, so barring anything else that would be coming out that week. If we decided we had to buy, you know an album that week and listen to it on the way to see the nest. We'd probably be listening to love kills or naughty, naughty or the time of year with uh, from naughty, Vinny naughty, huh? naughty, naughty, naughty. Yeah. That was, that was uh, a, huh. that does sound like a fun one. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, not the greatest, uh, the, the, all these weeks can't all be winners. So this is what yeah. we got this week. Hey, it's something. But but we we were we were saying you know, not, also too bad. you know before we went live here on the show, like this month is like mm-hmm. jam packed with fucking horror movies. Holy shit! Like, yeah, we're gonna do a lot of movies from. This like, month. Re, tell me some of the ones that that, that you're talking about. What did you say? Like the oh uh, that we're gonna be doing down the road. Friday yeah. the Thirteenth Part Six. Yeah, Part Six came out this month. Um, uh, slaughter. Uh. What's that called? Slaughter Slaughter Rock? That yeah, music Slaughter movie. Rock, yeah. We're gonna do that eventually. Um uh what else? Um Nightmare at Bitter Creek. Um gosh, just a ton of them. I'm trying to think of them right off the top of my head. Um yeah, lots lots of movies though. Yeah. Like, this is a jam-packed month, so it's gonna be a lot of stuff, you know, so we gotta pick and choose what we can listen to. But uh I say let's get into who book this shit, brother? Because, yeah. boy, first of all, there's one thing I want to get off the bat here. So, like, this movie went on, like, 100 miles an hour. Okay, for <laughs> for for somebody who writes notes that has to review this shit, you know what I mean? Scene by scene crap. Holy shit, bro. This movie was on fucking Tourette's. Okay? Yeah, like, it was the... Fuck. It was the, um, it was the definition of concise. 
Like there was oh no God. wasted second in no. this. I mean, it was this 89 minutes long and it went a hundred miles an you hour. You know, this reminded me of, this reminded me of the old like impacts and like dynamite We're cut to the scene. Yeah. We're done. We're done here. Next, next. <laughs> okay. We're done. Next. <laughs> Fuck. But I was like, folks, just, just slow down, please. Okay. And I was like, even when I got the slow moments, it was like, okay, we're going to cut the scene. I was like, fuck. Cause like, you know, yeah, I don't yeah, know if I, hopefully I, right, I want to challenge anybody out there to fucking try to write shit for this movie. You got to watch it a couple of times, but you know, we'll, yeah, we'll, you have to watch it a couple. Times. We'll get into it. I just want to do that little disclaimer, but uh, there's like, there's um, a couple interesting facts about um, mm-hmm. the nest over here. So apparently the filmmakers, they, well, first of all, the, the, it was booked by uh yeah terrence h winkles winkles yes yeah. yeah. who did he ever beat uh a bunch of cockroaches apparently yeah apparently he did this movie and let's see he also did um no shit this motherfucker wrote mighty Morphin power rangers wow holy shit from 19 1993 to 1995 and he did Power Rangers Zeo. Damn. And he did the fucking nest. Wow. So the guy that wrote the nest, or the that produ- he produced the nest, right? And then he wrote Power Rangers. Yeah. Well, no, he directed. No, he directed. He directed nest. this. Yeah, yeah he, he directed, directed the nest. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't say what he did in Power Rangers. Let me see. Oh yeah, no, no. It said director, so he directed Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I'm not. You know how TV shows are. You don't direct like every episode, but he did most of them. So that's pretty impressive. I guess he did beat somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. He also he also made Not of This Earth, which is a movie that we'll do eventually. Yeah, he did. Possibly. I guess his first one was like Forrest released and stuff. So, you know, I guess, you know the, the directing part wasn't bad. It was just like, fuck, this movie was just like, bam, bam, bam. Let's get, you know, here, here, here. So it was just all over the place. Um, but a couple of things. So the filmmakers used... 2,000 flying cockroaches during the filming at Quicksilver Studios in Venice, Los Angeles. That's a whole lot of cockroaches, yes. brother. There was a lot. So at least, a lot. It, at, least it, at least it, you know, kept its gimmick of having a lot of, like, bugs. So. so it says, like, when some of the insects escaped into the nearby dressing rooms, the American Humane Associations were unable to assist them as the organization must be contacted prior to shooting on matters concerning insects. The cockroaches have been yeah, provided... So <laughs> The cockro- Go ahead. I was going to say, so they were basically like, uh, so we fucked up when we released all these cockroaches. Can you come help us? Yeah. And they're like, no, you got to like book that beforehand. You got to book it beforehand. <laughs> what are these guys? Like wrestling promoters? The American Humane Association? <laughs> yeah, brother. I'm not coming here just to get my booking fee. All right? Yeah, that'll, that'll work for me, brother. <laughs> that'll work for me, brother. So the, uh, oh yeah, this, apparently, okay, so we got some background on the pickup the the pickup when it exploded mm. that was the most random scene in this movie where it was like that yeah. guy was driving and shit and he fell off the bridge and the car just blew up i was like we just add that in just to have something explode okay well we did because <laughs> we, there wasn't even shot for this movie yeah so, so the pickup truck explosion and the exterminator's house explosion in the movie are both taken from footage from humanoids from the deep yeah, which we'll probably be doing eventually. A well. 1980 we'll science fiction film starring Doug McClure and and Vic Morrow. Mm-hmm. So they took that shit That's from this movie? movie. Yep, they just took those clips from that movie and put them in this one, so that they uh, they used it. You know how like a lot of movies, especially old movies, will use stock footage. Yeah. So it's just like you know you would go to like a film library and use like um, non copyrighted 
footage if you needed something that you couldn't afford to shoot, like an airplane or something like that. Yeah. Um, but they instead of doing that, they just took it from this other movie, apparently. Yeah. So you, you'll like this one. Everybody out there will like this, too. So the girl who played Elizabeth, our main, mm-hmm. what do you call them, heroine? The main oh, girl? Her, her, her. She was the heroine, yeah. The the, the final girl? The final girl. But she wasn't really, yeah. well, I guess she wasn't the final girl because a lot of people, well, I guess she, are you really the yeah. final yeah. girl if like the other dudes arrived too? No, well, th- th- those rules didn't really apply to this kind of movie. This is more like yeah. a monster movie yeah. than it is like a slasher movie. But anyway. So the, the girl behind it, Lisa. Mm-hmm. So she afterwards uh, expressed uh, disdain for the movie's poster. Yeah. <laughs> show Imagine it, that. Yeah, because it shows, you know, like you were saying, a woman in underwear being <laughs> ravaged by a giant cockroaches. She probably, <laughs> and then she pointed out, like, well, my character didn't do any of that shit in the scene. No. Right? So she There's just, no scene like that in the yeah. movie. So it was just like, she, you know, it's not the time where she got offended, but now she just laughs about it. So... I also read somewhere um, when I was doing a little bit of research on this movie that when those cockroaches escaped, like the play, like one of those um, studios where they filmed that was infested with cockroaches for like years after after this movie, oh, yeah. and they couldn't get rid of them. So they so they basically did their movie's pop, plot to that to that area, to the to that area, yeah. So, but I mean that you know once cockroaches are hard to get rid of, yeah. Um, I mean, that was the whole but, point um, of the fucking movie. That's the whole point of the movie, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the whole point of the movie. Um, also, um, another thing, too, and, and a personal note, is um, the some of the filming locations of this movie I've actually been to. Oh, nice. Um, so, like, the, the scene, so the cave that they're talking about that they keep going into, um, so that's, that's Bronson Cave, which is in Griffith Park in, in Los Angeles. So I was there... When I went out west back in August, that's one of the places I wanted to visit because a lot of movies had been filmed there, but it was also like the Batcave from the 1960s Batman movie or Batman TV show. So I wanted to go see it. Um, and now they have it blocked off because rocks can fall from the the top of it. Yeah. Um, but I, so I couldn't go inside of it like they are in this movie. But I have pictures of me in front of the in front of it and like have pictures of the front of the cave and that kind of thing it's very small though so like it's really strange because like you know like in this in the in the scenes like when they're inside of the cave and then she's then like basically what you're seeing right there is the entire cave like you can see like it has an opening on one side and opening on the other it's more like a tunnel i would call it a tunnel more than i would call it a cave but you can see all the way through it like you can look you can stand at one side and you can see the light coming out the other side so it's very it's very short, um, um, so they they did a good job in this of making it look really big, but it's it's actually a very very small area. It's tiny, really. Hey man, got to use what you got to use to get it going. Got to use what you got, right? But yeah, yeah I thought I mean I thought that was kind of cool to see that in a movie when and I had been there before. Yeah. But everybody, I say let's get into the full review and let's start off for a month. For the bugs, for the bugs going wild. Oh yeah, let's talk all talk all about the nest. They've defied evolution for three hundred million years, but now they're changing. 
visit them. The Nest. All right. So we start off the movie by seeing a lighthouse. And our first yes. was like, and our first was like, oh shit, did I get like the wrong movie? Because I had to rent this shit. <laughs> yeah, from the, from me, the too, me too. We actually paid for this one. Yeah. For, for once. That's what we do out there for you guys. We pay our hard earned money for you yes. guys, for so, us to uh, talk about roaches and share flirting on with these women. So get ready. Yeah. But at first, I was mm-hmm. like, is this shit the fog? You know, we haven't talked about that movie yet, but I've seen it. So I was like, okay, but it's not. It's like, it's, it's just, it just so happens to take place in a town that looks just like the fog. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So there's like this newscaster talking about the events of the day in the town stuff. And then eventually, like, we don't hear from him again. Like, he, it looks like he got like attacked, but nobody really noticed it. So I thought there was a little hint in the movie. Um, so we see the characters kind of like laying down on the bed and sheets and everything. And this is going to be our character, uh, the sheriff that we have for the town. Sheriff Richard. Or Richard mm-hmm. Tarbell. All right. He's our, uh, he's our 1980s well, well-fitted <laughs> sheriff, small town sheriff guy. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he's getting all the puss in this town. Okay. That's, that's, his, Absolutely. that's his thing. So the big thing, he, he gets a call from his uh, dispatcher, which I swear the name is Melody, but this movie was going like a million miles an hour. So we're going to go with Melody for his... Di- we never see her, but like, do we ever see her at all? Or is she just on the fucking radio? I don't like, think where we was actually she? see her. I just, I just yeah. hear... I just, she's, she's in her office, I guess. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we, I don't yeah. think we ever see her, but we do hear her voice. Yeah. And then this one was basically was calling uh, the sheriff, you know, about some stuff that's happened around the town, and apparently that he has to go pick up the mayor's daughter, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, she also wants him to go check about somebody got was missing from like the lighthouse or something like that. Um. So you could see like the whole time he has a bug in his coffee, which fuck, I fucking hate <laughs> when that shit happens, brother. Yeah, that shit got me. Yeah. I was like fucking bug in your coffee. Oh. And then it's uh yeah, started already. Yeah. So he drank and he spit it all out. So so the big thing is like when he gets out, he's he's trying to track down this guy named Homer. And what a fucking character this guy was. Apparently this small island only has one pest control guy and he's him. Nobody else on this island can do pest control besides our boy Homer. Yeah, and he's a little nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely on the, the nutty side. Um, so during this too, we also meet another character, Richard, or not Richard. Mm. Um, uh, we meet, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the crazy dad. So he's meeting with Homer and stuff. And, um, then, then we see, we cut to a scene where we could see the sheriff flirting with this waitress girl. All right. And we found that later on the, the, the waitress name is Lillian. All right, and he's basically, you know, like I said, flirting with her and everything. And apparently, she has a crazy dad. He's like not all there and shit. So he's basically Richard's now leaving. He's gonna go pick up the mayor's daughter, and there's the mayor's daughter is gonna be named Elizabeth. So then we cut to a scene with the mayor. The mayor is the Elias guy that we're talking about, Elias Johnson, Elizabeth Johnson, and he's like the mayor of the whole town stuff. And he's talking to, I guess, one of his. Uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, his, his name is Shaky. 
all right? And he, he was talking to him, and Shaky was basically saying, like, hey, man, I haven't got my money, and these tour- all these you know tourists are going to be here pretty soon and stuff, and I don't have enough money to run my, my business property. You promised me some money from this intake. You're not giving it up, so I'm going to have to raise my prices. And the mayor's like, listen, you ain't raising no fucking prices, all right? You'll get the money yeah. when I get I you the money. I thought that scene was weird. So let's get on that scene here. was weird, too, yeah. when he... When he's just like, you're not raising any prices. Yeah. Like, okay. So then we see, uh, I'll just call him the sheriff. I mean, I can call him Richard if you yeah. want, but I'm just going to call him the sheriff. So sure. he's talking to Bethany. He picked her up in the car and everything. And we can kind of see that they had like a little bit of a relationship before. You know what I mean? He's like taking her around. Because mm-hmm. like, apparently she hasn't been in here for four years. Yeah. And she's looking around yeah. saying all the stuff has changed and stuff like that. And then we have uh, this lady who, I guess, runs her own library. All right. She, she's, she's complaining because... Okay, I think, I think I got this right. So I guess a group of kids went into her library and every book they stuck the pages together. Well, that's what she thinks. Yeah. But it's actually the, it's actually the cockroaches. Okay, the cockroaches are sticking all the the pages together. Yeah, yeah. So the so the cockroaches damage the books. Yeah, but we don't know the cockroaches exist yet. So she thinks that a bunch of kids went in there and stuck all the pages together. I was like, damn, they did it all overnight. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so now the sheriff is, is taking uh, Beth back to the dad's house, and yeah. uh, so I so like Beth and her dad. Elias, they have like a weird relationship. So at first you can kind of tell her something there. Like he was shocked that she was there and he had like this weird look on his face. And then he gave her a hug and he was like, oh, thanks for being for my birthday. And I was like, well, fuck, is his birthday May 13th too? There you go. Apparently. Apparently, yeah. So Sheriff is now, he, he's, he's looking for uh, this guy named Roger. All right. And... And then he hears more about like the 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 dispatcher ladies, you know, complaining a lot more. So, so I guess the the Roger guy is Lillian's dad, and he is not all there. All right, he's kind of like a little mm-hmm. out there right. and stuff. So he keeps saying he says like the most random things. Like I I was trying to write some of them down. He was saying like s'mores. S'mores doors don't complain. <laughs> and then he was all like saying like some some shit about the house and stuff. Yeah. And then like I don't know where. So the sheriff was like he finds like a boat. And he was saying basically Roger, hey Roger, don't steal people's boats and stuff. Yeah, I got to pick that back. And Roger's like, okay, I'll think about it. And then I don't know where. He's like, you gonna marry my daughter? Did you remember that? He was just I don't know. This is so so yeah, serious. Yeah. You gonna marry my daughter? Motherfucker, I was like, "What the hell did that come from?" Okay, what the fuck yeah, like this. The whole thing was weird. Where he's talk, where he has that boat like yeah. pulled up on the shore, or whatever. And he's like, "Don't steal people's boats." Yeah, yeah, he, he's just saying all kinds of shit. All right, and then uh, yeah, he was saying some stuff like, "Never kiss a girl with an eye open." Don't swim in public pools and shit that you don't trust. I was like, okay. So now Beth, uh, she is uh, she looks around the room and stuff, 
and then um, the dad's like, um, he doesn't want her to like, he doesn't want to lose her again. So we don't figure out, we figure out later what their, what their deal is. But the dad's kind of, like, we're seeing right now that they don't have like the best relationship, Elizabeth and her dad, the mayor. So now, yeah. now Beth is walking outside. Okay. And she comes about, she comes past a dog. And, uh, I, I, this, this is a little like break. Like, do you get anybody out there and you too, Allison, like, if, when you're watching, like, movies with your dog present, like, does your dogs bark at other dogs on the TV? Because mine does it all the time. Like, I was watching this scene. This dog was barking, all right? And then my dog starts barking <laughs> at the dog on the TV. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're, like, uh, they get excited. They, yeah. they either want to be, uh, they either think they're being threatened by the dog on the TV, or they just want to be part of the doggy fun, maybe. Yeah. So I always I think that's pretty, uh, pretty cool. Um, just like when you... Uh, just like when you awoo, your dog will awoo as well. There you go. I bet our boy Richard was trying to woo with everybody. Nah, but he was. Um, so she's going past the dog and stuff. The dog's all chained up and stuff. And she goes to an area that says Intech. What does it say? Intech something? Do not enter. Mm-hmm. And then we hear like, like it sounded like static. Like this like static bug sound yeah like the like the the bug sounds like the clicking yeah and that kind of like gets to me like and then like we don't even see the bugs at first it just looks like like Mm. like a flying wind it's like this static bug wind and it starts attacking the dog beth hears the dog kind of like cry out for help she goes to see the dog and it's all like mangled up like they fucking ate this shit alive like damn yeah like this quick yeah like the cockroaches just ate the yeah. ate the dog alive and sheriff just shows up out of nowhere all right and then they're, they're like you know, they couldn't figure out what 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 could have done this you know sheriff thought it was like a um like an animal or something but then he sees that there's a little like black there's like, kind of like a little it kind of like mouse poop on them but we find out that that's later on going to be cockroach poop that was all over them mm-hmm. yeah so now they're talking about. Um, so now the. Uh, uh, so now the sheriff is meeting with the mayor, back at the house, and he's asking how Elizabeth was, and they start talking a little bit about the, you know, the dog, you know, being eaten up over there, and how she was shaken up about it, and then you know the the sheriff is basically saying, okay, you know, we'll, we'll do some investigation, but don't go to that area, you know, that's like that's like Intex property, so don't go don't go over there. And the sheriff was like, oh, why not? You know? There's like, oh, don't worry about it. So now Beth and Sheriff go get some fresh air. And this is when we find out the backstory, brother. So apparently Uh-oh. our girl Elizabeth, she left. And our, she was dating or smitten with our boy Richard mm-hmm. before she left. Yeah. And she had to get out of here. Because, like, her dad was a little bit too much. And she she just wanted something else, and and our boy over here is trying to guilt trip her the whole time. I said, like, "What about me? You know, what about what about my needs and stuff?" So we're seeing a little bit of drama of what's going on between the two of them. So they also were saying also to the uh, the reason that the Intech is here because they're building condos around the area too, and the dad the mayor dad made a deal with all of them. 
to come by. And then, you know, and then you can hear in the background that the, the, the mayor, he's like talking to Intel saying, like, hey, man, like he knows something is, is loose out there. He's trying to call them about it. So this is when Beth explains why she basically left. Because she felt like she was 17 and her dad was like too much for her. And this is when, the you know, the, our boy Richard throws some shade. He's like, was I too much for you? And she's like, oh, of course not. And I was like, oh, boy, I know he, he, he was waiting for that line. All right. And then he eventually just after he throws some shade and stuff, she's like, no. And they, they just do like a little kiss. So this is when we see um, <laughs> we see that crazy guy, Roger. He is now shooting his rat right outside his house. Allison, have you ever gone outside and got your shotgun out and tried to shoot some rats? No, absolutely not. Okay, well, our boy did over here. So yeah. he's shooting are his... You, uh, are you... Go ahead. As I was going to say, is that like a pastime where you're from, the rat shooting? My Well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I, I to be honest, we're around here, maybe. But I mostly get those little mice around here. I don't really get like big rats and shit. But yeah, you know, back yeah. in Miami, we got the iguanas. Does that count? Get, yeah, that's true. Uh, that, yeah, sure. That's kind of like a rat in a way. Yeah, I guess. There you go. So, um, <laughs> so he's shooting his rat and everything, and eventually he sees it. Like, it looks like it's half eaten, and he's like, kind of worried. He's kind of like, yeah. "Well, I didn't do that shit." And then he hears, he hears the static wind. Bug noise. He starts to freak mm-hmm. out a little bit, and they eventually attack him in, in like inside his like little house. This house is kind of like full of. It's kind of like a junkyard where he kind of lives in. And so, can you explain this to me, Allison? So these deadly creature. We don't know what it is right now. Okay, it is flying wind right. and oh, these yeah. static bug noises. But they're so deadly that they made they ate Roger's body and then they decapitated his arm and then somehow yeah. his arm from the floor slid all the way down. Yeah, well, I mean, they're eating those animals in seconds. That's true. Like, I mean, they ate the dog in like literally like two like three or four seconds. So they they there's so many of them. Like what I took from that is that there's so many of them. Um, I mean, they use two thousand for the movie, but there's way more than that. And there's so many of them that they just eat like so quick. You know what I mean? They just yes. eat like just, there's so many of them that, I mean, even though they have little tiny mouths, they just eat so quick that they just eat, eat anything up like immediately quick. So this is the next Very morning, quick. next morning sheriff. He gets out of his house and he runs towards Homer. Homer's like trying to get away from him. And then he like gives him his motorcycle. And he's like, hey, man, I just need you to spray my place. And this guy, bro, I don't know. This guy, Homer, he was just, he rambles. I just put rambled. I didn't know what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> my notes yeah, say, just, Homer's rambles. It says, Homer rambles. All right? <laughs> yes. It's just a bunch of crazy nonsense. Yes. So now the uh, the town, they're talking about all, like, the, 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 the bugs and the dead dog and stuff and the diner and stuff. You know, you know the, the town... We only have the diner. That's where the, all the town goes. Is this one diner? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody hangs out there because it's uh, it's a small town, man. And <laughs> I like it where like diner. so. I'm pretty sure that the character who played Lisa, or not Lisa, but mm-hmm. uh, Lillian, the waitress girl, this Nancy Morgan, they they she she was only filmed in the diner. I don't think she did a scene outside the diner this whole movie. I don't really think so either. I think you're right. I think every scene she shot was inside yeah. the diner. Like she could have been like 
in the movie. Like she could have shown up for like one day of filming. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like it had to be like maybe yeah. one or two days because you could have got all her fucking scenes done because he was only in one location the whole time. So mm. we're yeah, back. She, she might have been there for one day. Yeah. So now the uh, the sheriff meets with the waitress now, and he he could tell everybody's giving him the cockeyed. <laughs> and I mean the 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 look. And I was like, "Fuck this!" Whole... It's like, and then the, then the uh, the uh, the cook guy, Church, he's like, "Hey, I heard Elizabeth was back." And then uh, fucking Lillian, she gets all pissy, all right. And you could tell that she's all upset that uh, that our boy Richard's former squeeze is back. And boy, boy, like I didn't get a lot of lines from this movie because of the fucking uh, quick pace. But boy, I definitely got her lines when her and meet her and Beth meet. I wrote that shit all the way down. That was my. That was probably oh yeah, my, I bet you heard that. That was my favorite drama part of the movie. So now, so now the the mayor is now meeting with an intech uh, is meeting with intech today, and this is when we we meet the the doctor that intech sent to help us figure out this issue. Uh, the doctor is named Doctor Morgan Hubbard. That's the girl that we mm-hmm. talk about that has the fucking seventies haircut. She kind of looked like she was in Austin Powers. Um, kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like the very old school seventies style look to herself. Uh, she is there, and then my well, boy Sheriff shows up. He's like, hey, I was going to go get some people to go uh, hunt for that uh, creature that killed the dog. He's like, oh, we, we don't need to do that. We got the doctor over here. And, he, Sher- and then now Sheriff, this guy, not only does he flirt with everybody, he also does shade too. He's like, oh, okay. Hey, Doc, you ever hunt before? Huh? And she's like, yo, yes, many times. And then, like, and then the other one he did was like, he's like, doctor, have you even had a dog before? And she's all like, not now. I was like, damn, bro. Like, stop it. Like, damn. you just met this damn. girl. What the? <laughs> the yeah, like, I mean, you can tell. You can tell just by the way, by the look on her face that she's, like, evil. Yeah, that's but, true. But still, like, he doesn't He doesn't really know that. Yeah. But, it, like, one thing that I found astounding is that, so the only reason she's there yeah. is to investigate the dog deaths, right? Well, yeah, she's there. Well, like, so God, do they? They really care that much about well, these dogs dying that they bring somebody an expert in. Well, so what's kind of going on is so the mayor and Intec they know what's happening. Okay. Well, yeah. Right. Of course. And so the mayor called up Intec saying, "Like, yo, this bug's got out," and they're like, "Oh, killing right. this dog." Okay. So send in your you. send in your heavy. Okay. This, yeah, I got you. Yeah, so that's pretty much. What, so they, they, you know, it's kind of like one of the things with us as an audience. You're just thinking, okay, well, just a couple bugs and a dead dog, but you could see there's something brewing, brewing behind the scenes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, I didn't, even, I didn't think about it. So Intech brought her there because they need her to contain this fuck up they made. Yeah. So now Sheriff, he's he gets called by the uh, the the dispatcher. All right, and then. He wants he wants the the dispatch he wants to get some uh some dirt on this Doctor Morgan Hubbard he wants some dirt on it and the girl said she'll be on it um but he's also saying like the uh, there's like a uh, the meat market is having a problem over there too somebody like is fucking with the meat market and he has to go over there so now uh, sheriff he goes to the meat market and he meets the young girl from earlier I guess she works at the meat market and the library I guess. Or maybe we just didn't have enough actors to pay. We didn't have enough cast. <laughs> so we had to use this girl twice. It was like it was like the final exam. We're like, well, you know, you know, this is the, the slow part of the year. 
where nobody's here. That's that's why there's no there's why there's no extras. <laughs> yeah, there's no extras here, brother. Right. So they uh, so the young girl, they, you could see that the droppings were on the the pieces of meat, and the girl just thought it was a prank by kids, yeah. like she was saying that the whole so time. Crazy. Yeah, so nasty. Yeah. So the doctor now Hubbard shows up, and they're at the, like the uh, they're going to like the lighthouse. And they try no 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 so they're they're not at the house yet they're 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 right now they gotta trap these bugs so she's <laughs> so Doctor Hubbard like she they're still in that forest where the dog was and she's like hey Elias hey I'm building a trap okay yeah. now we need some bait all right so they they find like a cat so they put the yeah, cat put a cat in the trap they cat and it's like the trap is like a box like this clear box yeah. With some like te- 80s technology around this shit. So she started like pressing this button. It sounds like a heartbeat, which I don't know. The cockroach is like heartbeats or something. I don't know, maybe. So the bug, all the bugs come to the fucking. We, we still don't know what bugs these are yet, everybody, but I kind of spoiled no, we it. Haven't, we cock- haven't seen them yet, yeah. right? Yeah, we haven't seen them yeah. yet. So they start swarming this fucking cat, which is like nasty as shit. They just fucking swarm this cat and like eat him alive and shit. All right. I mean, fuck, I can feel bad for these animals. No wonder that fucking America Association or whatever the fuck, they're like, no, bro, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, we don't do that, bro, okay? <laughs> we don't want to have anything to do with that. Yeah, this. we don't want you, you guys yeah, you guys killing dogs, you're killing cats, you got some bugs around here, you can go fuck off, okay? You could have you played yeah. the booking fee, but you didn't. <laughs> you could pay the booking fee, but yeah, it's it's like, it's so gross, like when it's eating the cat and the, the cat's just like, like I don't know, it's just like... Uh, it was, it was very describe. well done, like though. Mangled. It was yeah, very it well done. really good, but... Yeah, but it was it was nasty. So mm. they capture all the bugs in the box, and then they take the box to the mm. lighthouse. All right. Yeah. And like this is when we see like this uh, this fucking uh, this uh, Hubbard lady. All right. She has like a strange. She she's basically very strange. So basically, she really likes these creatures. She calls them creatures. She loves. Okay? The, yeah, she loves the bugs. So she's like. You know, the mayor is like, I get we need to contain this shit because if we can't contain this shit, I gotta shut this island down. And she's like, No, no, don't worry about it. I'm gonna spray him with some shit. Okay? Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> so this is when we so this so while this is happening, we gotta cut to my one of my favorite scenes. So Homer, mm-hmm. he's in the diner now. Cause he's doing his pest control in the diner. And the waitress girl's there. Lillian. Alright? And Homer's making some jokes about all kinds of... I don't know what... This guy said so many shit, and I could not write it down. He, he talked like a mile an hour. Okay? But he's making some shit about that. And about his job and pest controlling. Or, like, he was making jokes about, like, he's not a bug... He's like a pest controller guy. Okay? Mm-hmm. So now Beth walks in. Uh-oh. And she meets with the waitress. And, and they have some drama. Yeah. And this, so did you do. expect to have some drama in a bug movie? Because I didn't, but I loved it. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting it in, from the bug movie, but I mean, it, it was welcome. I mean, it was it made made them seem more human. I was a little bit surprised. I don't really understand why she's so upset. I mean, she was gone for four years. I mean, what does she expect him to, to do? Just wait around? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, no, no. She the Beth wasn't upset at all. It was the waitress girl who was upset. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about you. You're right. You're right. So, you know, hey, Alice, it's okay. I know you don't pay attention to the drama, but, you know, I do, brother. Um, yeah, I'm more into the the bug eating. Yeah, I'm the drama guy. I, I like, I like mm. the weird, 
lines they say. So so Liliana, she's like, uh, <laughs> so she comes in everything, all right, and then she starts showing throwing this shade on her. She's like, okay, all right, Beth, listen, I'm gonna let you know how it is. I'm a girl. I'm 37, going on 40. All right, I got a crazy fucking dad at home. Okay, who fucking uh, who plays and and hangs out in dumpsters. Okay. Mm. I serve all these fucking locals eggs every fucking morning. And the one guy who comes to here, who makes this town all worth the shit, okay, is uh, hung up on you. So you need to figure your ass out, girl, if you're going to be staying here or not. <laughs> and I was like, are these girls about to fight? I was like, let's do it. And then it doesn't really go anywhere. Like, Beth just leaves. Yeah. I was like, damn it, come on now. Come on, we could have we we used some more drama with this, but I guess not. So during all this stuff, um, we see Homer. He now leaves because of uh, uh, he's you know got. They're basically saying him leave because they're kind of like giving him stuff like a stare down and stuff. And this is when uh, so we get more tests on the dead cat. All right, so now we figured out that they're all like cockroaches down there. So we have some sort of gen- genetic modified cockroaches. Okay, and they're like very they you know they look realistic. They're very compatible. And and then she like just like taking the cockroaches like it's like that machine where you can put your hand in it's like a glove and apparently these cockroaches are so powerful that you can like eat the hand like it's like eating her hand during this whole thing so uh, yeah and she's yeah, like so, yeah so this this trap has like a, a glove attached to it so they can reach in and touch the cockroaches apparently. Yes, and then like it, they can bite through the glove, but they don't seem to like tear the glove apart. But they can bite her hand through the glove. Yes, so she's all liking everything, and the doctor's like, "Listen, we got we got to figure this something out." So she uses a spray on him. Was it was it retin? What was it? The spray called Ret- retinin. I think it's called ret- retin retinin. Yeah. Retinin, yeah. So she sprays it. That doesn't work. But then she sprays a harder dose, and it seemed to work. So now the plan is to. But then the, the mayor's like, okay, we'll, we'll just spray the whole fucking town. She's like, no, if we spray this shit, like, um, like the fuck, everybody's going to die because this will basically kill people. It's a lethal dose to humans. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, so for it to be strong enough to kill the cockroaches, yeah, um, it'll kill all the people, too. So now we see uh, Beth. She goes, now Now Beth is going, like, deeper into the in-tech area that she was denied going into before. And then she goes into the cave, and I guess she had some, like, sentimental value of the cave because she sees like a little heart with Elizabeth and Richard in there and she's going through, looking mm-hmm. through her old stuff and then we hear like these bug noises and shit and she starts following the bug noises so that's what you would do yeah and this is when we sheriff he meets up with Homer and they start mm-hmm. rambling on like they do and eventually Homer basically says like because like uh, a sheriff was showing him hey where are these droppings and then he basically says they're, they're, they're cockroaches poops Cockroach mm. poop, but he actually gave it a name like pre pre pernenda, so which pop yeah something like that. But we'll call it cockroach poop. Yeah, it's basically cockroach poop. Yeah. So now Beth, uh, so now we see, uh, um, so now we see Beth. She actually starts running into after these bugs start like scaring her and stuff. She actually runs into bug. Nest te- testicles. 
Yes. Do they look like those to you or no? No, but I don't know what bug testicles look like. So that's yeah. what they look like here. So uh, she oh, eventually gets out. Yeah. So before she can get eaten alive by these bugs, she escapes the cave and she sees cockroaches mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, they're fucking everywhere in this movie. So now Sheriff is talking to the mayor about the outsider and about, you know, the outsider girl. And he wants to take over these caves because we see also, too, we see that um, Beth, you know, told, told him about all these bugs in the caves and stuff. Mm-hmm. So now uh, Hubbard is speaking, um, and a big thing too was the the Mallory girl. She found out that Beth is a basically she got kicked out of school, and she's a corrupt mad scientist. Oops. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and while this is happening, uh, Hubbard and stuff, and the mayor, they, they 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 have a tap, so they listen to the whole conversation. So while they're in here now, Hubbard is giving the explanation where I wasn't really kicked out of school, by the way. And she goes on saying, like, you know, eventually nothing is going to need to have pests and chemicals on it. Everything is eventually going to be GMO. Everything is eventually going to be genetic modified. Yeah, genetically modified organisms. Yeah. yeah. So, Which is strange because that that's a big deal these days, right? With yeah, exactly. Genetically modified plants so, and shit. So this is kind of ahead of its time. Exactly. And I got this whole speech yeah. yesterday from another Beth that I got to <laughs> fucking deal with about this whole. She just so happened to rock in during this part, and boy, I got. She's like, "Hey, have you heard? Have you heard?" I was like, "Bro, I'm trying to listen to this movie. This movie gave me fucking. I, I was trying to write this much. And then I got her telling me about this shit. I was like, "Bro, this is too much overload." But yes, I could just I could just see that like that being in the movie when she uh, walks in and then she starts telling you about genetically modified yeah. like food and everything. Her big food. thing was the food. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know that's cool though. It was before its time in a way. So that's kind of yeah, that's a really was. that's got a really cool thing. Uh, but basically, the thing was is like she's gonna be like take taking control. Like she wants to control these stuff. But and the big thing is also too like Beth and the sheriff were trying to get like you know what is going on here like why why is this happening like and the the mayor just will not tell them at all he just we, we won't tell them what's going on at all. So we have a uh, church the cook guy he's playing with some garbage outside. Waitress says hey you play with the garbage too much and he starts playing with the garbage. Okay, <laughs> and then he eventually gets attacked in the garbage can I guess by the bugs and they fucking just eat his ass alive. Yep. And we see the waitress. She sweeps and she sees that uh, our boy Richard and Beth are driving together. So she gets a little upset. So now Sheriff now takes Beth to his place. And uh, and then now um, now uh, the, the mayor, all right, he is trying to call... Uh, um, he's trying to call the Intech person, Howards. He's trying to call him because he needs some answers right now. You know, he needs some answers of how this is going to be contained. So there's a couple back and forth scenes that we're having right here. So Beth is now out of the shower, and you can see that she's they're flirting a little bit with each other. Like you could tell there's still something there with them. Like you, you could just tell that they both still like each other. Yeah. Uh, she says like you know his her dad's a pain in the ass. And then we get this whole like backstory of apparently like the mom. So there was a newspaper article earlier that says the mom was killed, like um, Beth's mom. But yes. then Beth re- re- reveals to Richard of why 
the biggest strain with her and her dad is because her mom apparently committed suicide. And and apparently that the dad kind of like covered it up. Like he he didn't want to tell everybody that the mom actually like killed herself and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she found a note and everything. And um, so she was just basically saying like, you know, like it just, that's why, that's why her relationship with the, her father and everything was so strained because the dad is like always, always about the town, not too much about her. And then this is when our boy Richard sneaks in for a kiss. I was like, damn, okay. So they're kissing everything. Uh, this is when Homer, he goes to the junkyard because he's looking for his, you know, he's looking for Roger. He doesn't find him at all. All right, but then he finds him. Eventually finds him in his bed, eaten by bugs, and he freaks out and he runs away. So now <laughs> I put the mayor's drunk now, but I don't know if he was or not, but he looked <laughs> like he was drunk. He's talking to Intech and he wants to know some answers. Uh, so now we have Beth and Cher. This is this is all cuts, guys. Like mm. that. I, well, how many have done so far? Like five. I mean, fuck. Yeah, it's just like 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 so quick. Like all yeah. these quick cuts from like one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Yeah, so we have amazing. Beth and they had the sheriff. They're like waking up like half naked now. All right. And mm-hmm. the big thing is like he's like he's like don't go to L.A. She's like, well, why don't you just come to L.A. with me? Okay. And so he talks about how great L.A. is. Yeah. So now the the mayor is threatening Howard now. I was like, yo, he's like, you need to come down here and contain this shit. Don't send this crazy Hubbard lady down. And you need, what are you going to do to contain this stuff? And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. We got it all contained. And, you know, this is where we're going to keep going back and forth. And the big thing is like, our mayor, he pulls out the Trump card. He's like, okay, well, if you don't come down here and stuff, I'll go to the New York Times. The guy's like, you don't want to do that. No, you don't no. want to do that. It's like, damn, he done bring out the big cards. So now Beth and all them, they're they're kind of like they're up and everything, walking around, and apparently like Richard had some sort of like love letter or some IOU letter that he promised Beth, and they look at the letter, they're about to use the restroom, but then there's a bunch of bugs in the toilet, brother. There's like a massive amount of bugs all over the toilet. <laughs> so they fucking go and they just run away all the way from away from these bugs. And they, they get on out of there. So now we... So so this is a weird scene. But I guess we have to have it in here to get our limited cast in the movie. So that young girl from earlier. Apparently she's living with that library girl. You know, the one for the mm-hmm. meat market and the fucking library. She's living yeah, with the, the library, other... Yeah. yeah. So she's bringing her some pancakes, but she drops the fucking pancakes on the floor <laughs> and then serves it to her anyway. Ugh. Yeah. And she spills like syrup all over and shit. Mm. It's like all of her legs and stuff, and yeah, it's Alice. Like, it's so strange. And Allison, so, strange. so you gotta you gotta tell me what, what what's what's going on with her headphones? What were those things? Those nineteen eighty mm-hmm. headphones. She had like headphones on, but it was like connected yeah. with like the AM FM radio or something. Well, yeah, because back before, like why why am I the only one that has to explain everything that's old? Because. You probably had some of these. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's not true, but but yeah. I mean, back then we didn't have wireless headphones. We had to connect them to something with a wire, with a cable. Right, you you plugged not, it in. You see these you, things? <laughs> like two tape. Yeah, tape yeah. tape cassettes plugged into your ear. Huh? So, I mean, so those though had um, 
those were like um like the player I've never owned these, so I don't know how this really worked, but the player like the radio is built into the headphone itself. Yeah. And that's why they're they're that big. And but it's it's just so like I mean, I guess that was like technologically advanced for the time. Yeah, like you didn't to have to carry a radio with you. Yeah, um, it, it, to plug headphones into, but like you had you had the headphone or you had the radio built into the headphones, and then you could just walk around and listen to the radio. Bro, all headphones. I know is I would have bought these. Like, yeah, no joke, I would have yeah. had a pair, the JVC ones. But uh, so eventually, you could see the the whole syrup and stuff was all over the road, and then we see the bugs start appearing. And the bugs eventually get on the bed, and they fucking... So the girl, the library girl, I guess she was in a cast. They fucking go into yeah. her cast and eat her foot and shit. I was like, damn, that's nasty, but such a clever idea. And yeah, like, I was so, like... Yeah. I was so freaked out by this scene, I didn't even, like, really pay attention to the headphones. I was just like... I was like, oh, the bugs, like, eating the syrup were just like, oh, God. Yeah, and the syrup, and she goes into her foot, starts decapitating her fucking foot inside, and it just comes out of her mouth. I was like, damn, it's nasty. And the whole time, the girl, she's just, like, fucking looking at herself in the mirror and shit. So, yeah. And then the bugs come out of the, the girl's mouth as well, too. So now we see, we're back at the doctor. She's studying the bugs some more. All right, so now she figures out that the bugs... They're immune to that spray because the bugs' eggs are immune. So the bugs itself, but the the bugs, the original bugs are not. But then it's it's it, their eggs are now immune to the spray. So basically, nothing works to kill these bugs. Right, right. So even if we use the spray that killed all the people, it mm-hmm. still it still wouldn't work because it won't kill the eggs. Yes. So Beth now wants to go uh, back to her dad's house and force her dad to tell her what's going on in this place. And then did we see a cut? Bro, so many cutscenes. So Hubbard's like, I did it. I was like, okay, do we really need that in there? Yes, we do. So I guess Hubbard is like, she was like maybe like the helpful creator of these bugs. So she's all like mm-hmm. happy about her creation. Um, so Mayor is still, <laughs> so I put Mayor is still on the phone with, <laughs> with um, Howards. How I think it was Howards. It was something. It was some weird name. The the Entech guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we see that the bugs are eating up the power line. All right. And so basically the mayor is saying, okay, listen, guys, if you see a light at the lighthouse that's on, don't spray. But if you don't, if you don't see that light, you spray all you want to. Okay. That's what he was telling. Yes. What a strange, what a strange plan. But yes. Yeah. That's his plan. It's like, if you see the light on, don't spray. If you don't see it on, then fucking spray everybody. Because I guess, like, he, you know, Mayor's like, okay, I probably need to evacuate everybody here. And, you know, we're just going to spray this and, you know, hope that everything will be okay. Okay, so this is the weird part where we have bugs in that character, Shanky's or something like that, or Sam, it's car, and it falls down to the bridge that we copied from that one movie. It was just randomly in Mm -hmm. there. So... This is a weird scene too. So Lillian is now like she's still in the diner. Nobody's eating, eating, nobody's even in the diner. Okay, and she's like no. attacking all these bugs around her. All right, and she's like yeah. fighting them, throwing them in the cooker, microwaving them. It's just <laughs> at random. Okay, and this like went on. I felt like this went on forever. Where she's like smashing the bugs with the spatulas and then like blowing them up in the microwave yeah. and like yeah, it was amazing. I wonder if they actually. 
I mean, I'm sure they did, right? I'm sure those are actually smashed cockroaches. They probably didn't make a special a, a special effect for that. They probably yeah. just smashed real cockroaches, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. So this is also too when we see Homer. He gets all hit because he's all upset and everything about these bugs. He's gonna kill them up, but he gets so many chemicals that he blows himself up. Or the home is home up, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so now we have the doctor. She's not working on the light because she realized that the light is down. It's it's not working right now. And then Beth comes in and she wants to know what's going on. All right. And then now Sheriff is going to go see Lillian. Now Sheriff is also going to see Lillian at the diner, and he eventually sees her in the freezer. So I don't know. Maybe these bugs drove her so mad that she like camped out in the freezer and died or something. I, I guess. Yeah. And so. then, then Homer's there and he's all dirt all of them because he blew up himself. And they're all saying like, "Hey, they killed." Uh, well, I guess the guy's name is Jake. They killed Jake, and then they killed my house. I was like, "Bro, you killed your own house." And then he says, yeah, "Lillian's he- dead." I was like. Okay, so I get, I get why Jake died, and I get why this idiot blew up his house. But like, why did why did did the bugs push her in the freezer or something? Am I missing something here? And I don't know. I thought the bugs were just like attacking her, and maybe yeah. maybe she fell in the freezer. I don't know. I'm not sure how she got in the freezer. Yeah. So so now they're driving, and now they're saying that the the lighthouse is it has a, a malfunction on it. The light's not turning on. And the mayor said, like you know. Now this is the mayor talking to Beth and saying like I loved your mother and stuff. I mean, just, like I said, this movie was just going everywhere. So now they're like making up and stuff. Said it was uh, uh he's, and then basically now the 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 mayor is coming clean. He was like, this wasn't supposed to hurt anybody, all right. And so the sheriff is basically saying that he made a deal with his intech to do their experiments around here because he thought it'd be good for the town and he was trying to get rid of another pest. So basically, this Entech, what it was trying to do was it was trying to make uh, uh, was it modified um, cockroaches, gen- genetically modified cockroaches to kill out the rest of the cockroaches, and then they right. die after generation one. But what happened but that was... That didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> now we have the plot line from Jurassic Park on here where life finds a way. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, because they were—they thought that they were going to make this these. They were going to genetically engineer these killer cockroaches that weed all these other cockroaches to get them off the island. Yeah. And then after one generation, they would die, but they Jurassic Parked them and stayed stayed around anyway. Yeah, that happens. So while this is all happening, now they are saying so. So Hubbard kind of spills the beans where you can't spray them anymore; they're immune. But he's like, well, well, crap. But now we got to figure out, you know, what to do about these people coming around spraying now. All right. And Mm. it's not even going to work. But it it could kill everyone, though. Yeah. So now, um, okay, so now Sheriff comes to the lighthouse. And he looks at Hubbard and he's like, I wish you were a man. I'd slap you. So... (laughs) Does he actually say slap though? No, he says, "I wish you were a man." 
because I was confused by this because he uh. says he, he walks up to her and he says, I wish you were a man. And then he pulls out a gun and points at her. And I'm like, yeah. because he would shoot her in the face. Well, like, I guess he would I punch her, man. I, want this. All right. I guess so. I guess that's why like he would punch her. But yeah. since, she, since she's not a man, he's going to shoot her in the face. Yeah, exactly. I guess. So there's <laughs> well, that, saying, was a, that was a really weird scene, I thought. So this is when they get the whole, you know, cockroaches who eat all the cockroaches. Uh, so Hubbard said they found, um, okay, so Hubbard is now explaining the, what the cockroaches are. So these new style cockroaches have, um, expanded and they now have social skills and Hubbard. And so Homer's with them too, is like social skills. What do you say that they're intelligent? And he's like, no, no, no. That just pretty much means they all think of one mind. So there's, there's definitely a queen and there's definitely a nest somewhere. Because they all, they're basically like the Borg. They all work in one. Exactly. They're exactly like the Borg. Yes. This is where we got that plot line apparently from. So, so Mayor's, you know, he's, he's all basically saying like, you know, this is, this is my plan to get rid of another pest by, while helping out this island, having them do, having them do their experiment on my island, not only to kill these pests, but to get some money for the island as well too. So now Sheriff and <laughs> so Sheriff and Homer they like rehearse the whole plot of what's happening now. It's like okay, so Intech brought these bugs here. You're here. You're crazy. Okay. So they do the the whole plot of what's going on here, and they're basically saying that they need to fix the lighthouse before Intel comes in there and sprays everybody else down at five in the morning. So that's their plan right. to fix the fix the light. Because that'll yeah, because that'll stop them. Yeah. So now the bugs are not at ma- now at the mayor's house. They're starting to come in there in mass, and the mayor's and now is asking for the sheriff. All right, but he's talking to Hubbard, and Hubbard's like she's like being very sneaky, and she basically she, like they're saying like, hey, we need the sheriff, or we need somebody to help over here. These bugs are attacking us, and all she says is, the bugs can freeze. So use your fire extinguisher. She gives a, she gives them a little hint, brother. Yes. Yeah. Like a little hint to stay alive, like a like a like an evil video game boss or something. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's like it gives you the hint to kill the video game boss. Yeah. yeah. So um, so Hubbard, uh, so now the Hubbard lies to Sheriff and Homer, saying, "Oh yeah, don't worry about it. Beth and Mayor. They're fine. I just talked to them. They're all good to go." So I'm like, "Is it this character was so weird? This Hubbard girl. She's like she's like halfway mm-hmm. not in. Uh, she's like, I don't know what her plan was." Like, her plan was to make these... She basically invented these... Or helped invent these creatures to wipe out mm. humanity. Like, I don't know. She, she it, Her plan really didn't work that well. Okay? She didn't... She didn't, well, she, didn't, no. she didn't think this all the way through. Okay? Definitely not. But she loved these killer cockroaches, yes. though. Oh, she loved them. So, we see, like, this little nesting breaking open. And this is when the uh, Beth and the dad, they start fighting the cockroaches everywhere. And uh, eventually they fight down to his downstairs and they, they can't get one of the doors closed. And the dad eventually goes into the bathroom and tells Beth to get out of there. And he locks himself inside and Beth's all, uh, all upset. And then she leaves and gets her out of there. So Hubbard now sees this little, this little net. So Hubbard's like staring at this little creature thing. And they find out. So apparently these bugs, when they eat you, they can like reanimate you to be like a bug creature form. 
So this yeah, cat is what I, I, like reanimate. Right. They're like a hybrid. It's yeah. like a hybrid, right? It's, yeah, the hybrid. They make it like yeah. a bug and whatever it eats hybrid. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we have like this evil cat, like we saw in Reanimator, attacking everybody. <laughs> okay. Yes, it's also partially cockroach. Yes. So the sheriff wants to kill it. Harper, of course, she doesn't want to kill it because she's saying it's some hybrid creature we got to study. And they're like, fuck no. And they start, the cat cat starts attacking them and stuff. And eventually Homer, so like the sheriff was telling Homer, I need you to go up there and get my gun. Go up there and get my gun and I'll keep the the, the cat like occupied. So it attacks him (laughs) and stuff. Uh, Sheriff like, 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 like sprays the cat and stuff. It doesn't work. All right. And then Homer eventually like, Pushes down like a shelf, and then the cat dies. It blows it up. Or, like, gets smashed. So now Beth is hiding in the closet with the fire extinguisher now. Uh, Hubbard, she's, like, uh, patching up the ser- sheriff. And they talk about uh, changes. And now they realize the lighthouse, the light's on now. So they're safe for right now. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is the sheriff and all them, they want to go see this nest. They gotta go find the core of the problem. They gotta go find this nest, brother. So now Beth's out of the closet now. She's like looking around. Um, she gets a call um, from the house and stuff. Um, she hears um, she hears Sheriff on the other line, and he she tries to talk to him because they have like a two way radio, and uh, she, the sheriff can't hear him. But then we see the dad walk in the background, and now we realize, oh, the dad has now become a human cockroach hybrid yeah uh, yeah bug man the original bug man is here so yes. that's all happy gives him a hug and then she realizes like no wait a minute wait a minute so now we see like the bug man come out of its skin and what do you think about these 80s like i thought they did pretty good on the like the uh the animation you know like the uh the prosthetics and stuff of like this bug man and stuff i thought it looked pretty creepy yeah that part looked pretty good, like the part where his like skin's falling off or whatever. Yeah. Um, the scene later on is not as good, but this scene looked really good, I thought. Yeah. So eventually she like grabs the, the gun that they had around there and she starts shooting his ass and she eventually shoots his head off. So our bug mayor mm-hmm. hybrid was only had a, like about less than a minute of screen time. And now it's four thirty and the lies house light. The, the light went out. So, like, oh, crap. The light was just on. Now it went out. And then yeah, because the, sh- the sun's coming up. Yeah. And the sheriff is all coming out here, too. Like, the sheriff and uh, uh, Homer and Hubbard, they all meet, and they all see that the uh, the that, uh, basically that uh, Beth had to kill her bug dad. Now. So, I thought this part was uh, semi-funny. So, like, sheriff, okay. I'm going to go down to this nest thing and I'm going to take care of this nest. Homer, I need you to go back. I need you to drive in this car and go to the lighthouse. And then Hubbard's like, Hubbard's like, well, 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 who's in charge here? Like, why why don't I just go to the lighthouse? Like she, Elizabeth's seen it. She's seen where the nest is before. Like she, she's seen it physically. Why don't we go there? It's like, no, 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 you guys can't do that. And our boy Homer's like, like, listen, bro, I can't drive this car. It's like I don't know how to drive a car. I drive this little moped to work every day. And you never seen us. You never seen a most disappointed dude in your life. That's Richard. He's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, bro. You kidding me? Drive, the, drive the fucking car. Okay. He's like me when I gotta bring uh, Beth to fucking TJ Maxx. He's like, bro, just drive your own car. Uh-huh. 
Just drive. I know you don't know how to drive, but just yeah. drive your own car. Just drive your own shit, okay? So eventually, Hubbard steals the sheriff's car and they drive away. And he's like, "Damn it!" He's like, falls down and everything. And like, he, and they're just, yeah. they're making him go crazy in this one. And of course, Hubbard says, "Men." And then, of course, we see that uh, Hubbard and Beth are going to go to the nest. And so, basically, we, we, what we're doing right here is, like, Richard's like, okay, well, we have to drive and get this lighthouse on because we only have 30 minutes until these fucking people spray us fucking down. Right. So, so now they're driving, and then we see a bunch of bugs inside the car that Richard and Seth were in, or Richard and Homer were in. And we have this whole big scene of them getting attacked by bugs and all the bugs around there. We see that Hubbard and Bethany, they have now reached the cave, looking around the cave, and eventually Hubbard escapes because she has her own agenda for everything. Mm -hmm. uh, we see our boy Richard, uh, when they arrive at the, um, at the lighthouse, he's like, Homer, you need to go up there and you got to fix that light no matter what. Okay? Your life's on the line. And then Richard, he takes the boat from earlier to drive down to the cave to try to go help out uh, Beth and all them. So back at the cave, we have the scene where we actually meet the queen. And Al can you explain this to me, Allison? So I guess what it was, was the, the bodies that the bugs ate, they all like morphed together. I guess it had like, like this three didn't make any, this part didn't make any sense to me. I had like three faces. Yeah, three faces. And you could tell like in the other special effect it was better because you could tell there was actually a person underneath the prosthetics. Yeah. This was just like a thing they made. Like it just looked like a big totem pole type thing that they just stuck together and then turned it from side to side and it had, yeah. that's all the movement that it had. So like Hubbard's like all about this thing. All right, yeah. but this thing is not all about Hubbard. <laughs> mm, no, so like not. it like rips off her arm, like she was all like having it, like oh yeah, this is my. It feel like it's her creation, and it just fucking attacks her. Like it, I mean, duh. <laughs> we knew it was gonna uh, do that shit. Yeah. And then of course, Beth's watching the whole thing, and then eventually this thing just like fucking like eats and devour devours Hubbard. All right, and then it starts to attack. Um, it like rips her arm off and everything. Hubbard and everything. Uh, the sheriff arrives. Goes in the cave. Uh, so we see Homer. He's trying to get that bug. He's trying to. He's trying to get the lighthouse thing on and saying how much he hates bugs. Um. So the 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 the, the queen that kind of like eats and devours Hubbard. And now like the sheriff, he grabs Beth out of the cave, and so like one of the big things too is like. Beth, she was like putting some dynamite in a the cave. A lot of dynamite in the cave. And she said it for exactly five minutes. We can't do two. We can't do one. We got to do five. Yeah, okay. that gives you enough time to get out, right? True. You know, hang out for a little bit, get out of there, watch a bug uh, rip <laughs> off a girl's arm. You know, no problem. So during this, this all happens at once. So eventually they get out. So it's like, the bug queen kills Hubbard. It's about to get Bethany. Uh, Richard grabs Beth out of the cave. They run. Fucking thing explodes. I mean, this is like the most, like, we had this big queen thing, and all it did was just, just explode. We didn't fight it. 
We didn't like chop it down with axes. We didn't shoot it. No, we just let it explode in the cave. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And then after that, the light, the 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 Homer, he was getting pissed off at the light, so he just punches it, and of course it worked. At the very last minute, so we don't have Intech, you know, showing up, spraying anything. We're fine. We're outside. We see we see the sheriff, and we see Beth are hugging outside, and then we see a little bug on his white shoe, and then we get a close up of the bug. And then we end the movie. The Nest. So there could be a sequel. There ain't no going to be no sequel to this shit. Even though I think there was a remake, though. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because there's another movie called The Nest on that I've seen. I'm not sure if, oh. it, like, if it's like the same plot line as this movie, but there is another Nest yeah. movie I saw on there. So. Yeah. But, I don't uh, could remake this thing. This was a classic. We, I don't know, man. Really? I, to be honest <laughs> with you, I don't know if I really like this movie. <laughs> It was just like kind of like it. It's just so absurd. Like it's just so ridiculous the way it's made. Yeah, it just Um, I would have liked it. Yeah, I would have liked it better if it was just about the bugs. Like if they didn't become like like cat bug hybrids and things like that. If it was just about the bugs, I think I would have liked it a lot better. We're gonna have Um, a. I don't know. It got to me. Well, right. I mean, I I got to me. I thought it was creepy. It was like, I don't know, like just the idea of all these cockroaches just kind of freaks me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I like the, uh, the the effects they did in the movie was great. I thought the when they did um, the mayor's um, um, bug hybrid creature, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, I thought they, you know, it's mm-hmm. it a neat plot line of these bugs just like eating up all these bodies and shit like that. And, like It had like a pretty interesting like plot but it just to me the, the pace of the movie was just like boom 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 boom. let's get it here here there we are there okay so but you know it was okay yes so it was it, it was all right everybody so you know something for like you know you don't have to think too much about it you just watch it and like okay there's no. a bunch of bugs attacking people in this small island because this guy paid a a, a random uh Intech corporation to make money here and it all failed so yeah it's actually better if you don't think about it a whole lot Actually, if you think about it, this is very close to the Resident <laughs> Evil storyline. So, well, kind of, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, we have this exactly. big pharmaceutical company. We can just guess that mm-hmm. Intech was. They were trying to create a creature mm-hmm. to help out these other creatures, and there you go. And they're probably, obviously, they're probably going to build it. If it worked, they're probably going to sell it to the military. I mean, come on now. But everybody, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's very similar. Very similar, everybody. But everybody, that has been the Retro Blood. We're starting a Bugs Gone Wild month, brother. Starting out with the nest, and we'll be back here next week. Allison, what are we going to be talking about next week here on the show? Man, um, so next week we're going to go back a year. We're going to go back to 1987 with Blue Blue Monkey, which is is a bug movie. Yeah. But it's called Blue Monkey. Blue Monkey, brother. Watch it next week. Yeah, this is going to be a fun month. Little bug creatures, slimy creatures everywhere. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah, we released. Yeah, I, I guess we can release the whole schedule. What are, What are we doing for the rest of the month there, Allison? Too. Um, we're doing. We're gonna follow Blue Monkey up. We'll be going back to 1988 with Slugs. Ooh, classic. Which is a classic. Slugs is great. And then we're gonna finish it off with a truly great film from the 80s, an early Jennifer Connelly role directed by Dario Argento. We're gonna watch Phenomena. Ooh, can't wait for that one, brother. Those Italians, man, they know how to do some crazy shit. That's for sure. Yeah, this is going to be some good stuff. There better, be, there better be a bug in the eyeball. 
or else. <laughs> you'll just have to wait and see. This is a little bit different of an Italian movie, though, so you'll uh, you'll uh, you'll enjoy this. Should be a fun one, everybody. But yeah, join us for this whole month of June. Talking bugs gone wild. Can't wait for it. But join us here next week as we talk about the Blue Monkey. Blue Monkey, brother. Awesome. What are we gonna be listening to? How we head out of here, brother? Man, let's uh, let's do some Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Let's listen to uh, Love Kills on the way out. Oh, Love Kills, because I mean, you know, technically, it kind of did in this movie a little bit. It kind of did in this movie, yeah. You know what I mean? Like our boy Mayor. You know what I mean? He loved his town and everything. He was just trying to get some Intech Corporation come in here, give him some money so they could do their random bad experiments that he knew about. That of course nothing could go wrong, but it did go wrong. You know, he just oh, yeah. he just loved the town. You know, loved his daughter and everything. You know, our boy mm-hmm. Richard loved every girl in the town, flirting with everybody. Oh, yeah. A lot, lot of love in this yeah. movie. The bugs love to eat people. Lots of love. So. Yeah, and then they like to, uh, you know, become hybrids with uh, animals and yeah. people, and that's kind of love. In yeah. Then we have, like, the main queen, like a three-headed yeah. face Whatever. demon yeah. guy with <laughs> testicles around him. You know, perfect. All right, <laughs> what more can you want? <laughs> yes. All right, great. everybody. We will see you here next week on the Retro Blood. Peace out. See you guys. Stop!